Hey, I want to invite you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast and enjoying this content and are passionate about protection, you should know that we have an entire library of all of the protector symposiums that we've ever done uh, hosted at protectornation.com. You can go there and you can download those and you can watch every protector symposium we've had today there online and you can learn protection tactics from the most, some of the most elite trainers in the world from the comfort of your own home. I think you'll be surprised about how much content we actually have there. Uh, It's very, very, very reasonably priced and you can upgrade your protection skills. Remember, protection is not all about the hard skills. 90% of it is all about the software, the programming, the way you see and move in the world to achieve a safer pattern of life. With that having been said, go to protectornation.com, join us there, learn from the best of the best. Now, enjoy the show. Boom, hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things. In a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked, learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Boom! We're live! What's up? What's up, y'all? Good morning. Good morning. We got another episode coming at you guys. I'll probably air this on both podcasts uh, because it's a special one, man. We have the infamous Raul Martinez here. How you doing, brother? (laughs) i'm doing great man always good to catch up with you yes no for sure i um i i mean we've both come a long way since our last interview man (laughs) what what, dude what's it been like two three years almost yeah 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 man you know um i was like i think i was just starting my podcast and you were like yeah man i'll kick it with you and i was like all right sweet man and we got to kick it and talk a yeah. bit, so that was pretty awesome. Um, that was a, it was a good one. I still remember that one. It was a it was a good conversation. It was early uh, in both of our like times, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> man. This would be a good feed off of what we did then. Yeah, man, and it's just cool to see like we're we're like we've gone and now we're meeting somewhere else, you know, at another mountaintop. So that's cool. Dude, um, that's, that's legit. Yeah. If you guys, you guys watching us, this is live, man. So we can interact with you. Feel free to ask questions. We'll be here for roughly an hour. Um, uh, are you guys getting good sound over there? Yo, what's up? Here comes everybody. Boom. What's up? Come on in. Let me know if you guys are getting good sound. Hit me with a seven. Uh, type seven in the comments just so I know that everybody's up. Yeah, man. So check it out. So I'm, I'm like, you know, out here in the world looking for good instructors, right, for my next event. And I spoke to a, a dude who, you know, I look at as a big brother in the game. I don't know if I should say I'm awesome. We get in the sevens. We are good to go. Um, and uh, he was like, 
you gotta link up with Raul, man. You gotta link up with him. I just went through one of his courses and it's the real deal. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, I gotta, I mean, we're already connected. I gotta circle back yeah. around. So, <laughs> you know, I love what you're doing in our space, man. And to get that feedback was awesome. And I just can't wait to have you at the Protector Symposium 5.0, y'all. Yes, um, it's yes, gonna be an man. honor, man. All right. So I'm excited. When I watch you watch those ones, I'm always like, man, that looks like a good time. time. We talk to people right here, like, like, because people ask different questions. They're like, do I go to events? Do I go to individual instructors? And it's like, it's an outbreaker. Obviously, you train with people that call to you. But when there's an event where the host, one, one's a badass, he understands the space, and then he's bringing people together, he's sourcing, he's doing the legwork for it, right? So you're doing the legwork for all of the clients that are coming there, right? And you're bringing together the best people to offer the best product for that event, right? And most of the time, what I've noticed with you is you make it very relevant. Of the space to its time. So it's not it's like, not hey, like we're going to learn some shit, shit from back in the 80s, 80s now, now, right? It's right. like, what's going, going, going out? Now? What are people talking about now? now? And it's really it's smart to smart capitalize on that energy because it just, it just it makes that energy stronger. stronger. And it just like, perpetuates the business. So kudos to you. Yeah, man. Like, um, it's an honor, man. So, you know, getting into the Marine Corps and then like going to, Getting to my unit after my dudes got back to Fallujah, I got to really experience the difference between like what we got in boot camp was like training from, you know, like awesome dudes, awesome instructors, you know, drone instructors did their best and they're awesome and I love them. I love them to the day I die. But then I got to the fleet and I got to see dudes that just came back from combat start instructing me. It was like a whole different kind of thing, you know, and it's not that you have to go to combat to be a good instructor. I'm not saying that, but having the luxury of like, the experience to go with what it is you're trying to instruct like the real world experience i really uh i really got a taste for that and then i really looked at it as an honor to go through the things i went through to really be able to kind of like raise my new marines when i got them you know it was like um and i want to use those experiences to my advantage so then being a private security professional and like being in this space you know um it's like I feel it's like my duty, you know, to like bring stuff to the to the to the to our demographic, whether it's professional protectors or private security professionals. Um, that's really relevant, man. Because you know, like I respect everyone for what they've done, but like you're retired years ago, it's tough to stay relevant. It is tough for me right now to keep up with changes happening in the battlefield in Mexico right now, <laughs> and it's my job. You know what I mean. Um, yeah. So that that's an honor. That was a good comment. Staying relevant, it's all about continuing your education in one direction or another, right? Whether it's like right. what you're watching over the times, because we we can start to predict behavior based on all the video that we're getting, right? Because there's now a lot of 2021 videos. So much good video. Just yeah. fights random people. You know what I mean? So now we're like, yeah, okay, man. cool. So if we can't be in the mix directly. And it's almost like a, it's more of a privilege, to be honest, like looking at it, it's, having been a cop, looking at it now, like, man, I, I can just sit and analyze video and then field test it with the dudes instead of having to write those reports and be in the station. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That 15 minute altercation or role of events as a whole, man, you spend hours and days and then you got court and then you got all this extra shit afterwards. And it's almost better to be able to analyze from the outside in. 
Yeah, man. So just for you guys coming in, we're gonna analyze some video. We're gonna watch, we're gonna get Rawls' take on a few altercations that have taken place, kind of um, that same style I like to do with the uh, tactical protection reviews. And in the meantime, also Rawls is gonna be one of our elite instructors at this upcoming Protector Symposium 5.0. Uh, you'll have an opportunity to learn from about seven instructors over the course of a weekend. It really is a once in a lifetime a training opportunity. It's like an it's like an eclipse, you know, to get in on yeah. this. Uh, Dude, it was a powerhouse names, and I was like, holy smokes! Uh, yeah, count me in, man. I, I saw that list, and no, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, no, thanks, man. It's it's an honor, man. And and when these guys say yes, like they don't know it, but I'm on the other side of the phone, like, yeah, you know, like you want to come do the thing with. And then when they say yes, I'm like, wow, this is amazing because I just secretly want to train with these dudes. That's like half the whole entire. If I haven't already, I I either have trained with them, and I'm like, more people need to experience this, or I'm like, that's good training. I need to get to the. We need to get it going. So real quick, yeah. man, I'm gonna drop this video, your intro video, uh, so everyone can see who you are, what you're about, and what is coming. Check it out, y'all. First up, we've got Raul Martinez, who's gonna be teaching handgun deployment and recovery. So for all you guys that are out there that do carry CCW and you're thinking, oh, I'll just shoot a guy, or you are prepared to utilize that tool in the defense of your life or someone around you, what happens if you pull that tool and you find yourself in, a, in close engagement? Do you know how to defend that weapon? What if that weapon's taken from you? There's a large percentage of people who actually get injured at the hands of their own weapon because all most people do is train on a flat square range, right, in a vacuum. Raul is a specialist at helping protectors, law enforcement agencies, military forces. He's been training, he's been traveling the country, training the best of the best on how to retain their firearms how to get their firearms back if they're lost in the scuffle and how to do everything that needs to be done in the clinch in close uh, when it comes to firearms and their implementation and weapons and all their implementation. So it's an absolute honor to have Raul from Rogue Methods here with us training. It's going to be a type of training that many of you have not experienced. It's going to <laughs> seriously take your PQ protection quotient PQ. to the next Level. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a good video, man. Dude, it's it's like <laughs> it's like uh yeah man, it's crazy when you it's like liking your own cooking, man. <laughs> like I'm watching my video and I'm like, I saw you. You're jamming up. <laughs> yeah, man. No, this is good, man. That's good stuff. Um but it's true, you know, it's like this is a skill I think every protector needs to have. The lazy route get a gun and be like yeah I'll just shoot the guy you might be just carrying a gun for the guy <laughs> you know yeah in your human holsters <laughs> exactly boom one of my favorite opening questions and I've asked you this before it'd be interesting to go back and see if it's the same but who are you at your core man who is the man behind the work so dude, I think I think things change right and we grow and we develop as people and little by little, I'm becoming more comfortable with even this, the, the answer to that question. And it's like, I just want to make sure that everything that I've learned that has somehow helped me goes to the people, goes back into the hands of people. So I'm, I'm still leaning towards coach, educator, mentor, right? Mm -hmm. But every time I get wrapped up in coaching, I end up spending so much time learning 
that it just becomes like this beautiful cycle. And I think to me, every, we're always going to be protectors, right? And, and I yep. live that lifestyle with the kids, even when you're teaching them about bugs and teaching them about mm -hmm. fighting, right? From two crazy spectrums. But everything to me so far has now led me to this like passion and purity of how can I learn things, translate them, and then put them back into the world for other people to digest as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And I was told by a really good friend slash mentor who helps me with my development and my ability to deliver a message clearly. And he's like, it's, it, you're an artist. We're artists now. It's, we're not educators in the sense where we have to like read off scripts and boards and write formulas down. You've got those formulas, you digest it, and then you put out the best, most easiest way so that people can actually learn from you instead of having to, the example is this, right? Mm -hmm. Is you go to a place and they give you a bunch of information and then you have to go home and do a bunch of more research to just understand the information to only come back to actually learn what they were saying, right? Yep. Instead of that person doing all of that work for you and giving you exactly what you need without all the fluff, without all the extra science words and yeah. this, that you can actually practice. And this is why yeah. the program with Road Methods has been so successful is mm. because we we take it and break it down to the, to the tiniest little level and it's yeah. used with practical application and training. So people yeah. are, if you can imagine, people are like, they're touching the material as they mm. hear it. So mm. now it's it's hitting you twofold. It's like this yeah. wave of energy, and that's how it was described. Like when I when I teach and I speak and I'm with you in person, it's like this wave of energy that you feel, and you're kind of like, okay, you're almost like moving already, warming up because you know what's yeah. coming. Yeah, that's dude. That right there, that passion for communication and instruction, like that's the stuff I find in the best guys, man. Because it's like it just brings it alive. And then like even for me, when I'm listening to someone, like I'm doing my best to understand what they're saying i don't know maybe because i got tbis maybe because i'm a, <laughs> I'm a jock and a grunt but i like literally i'm like okay i gotta do this like <laughs> like that's just the way yeah. my brain works so when you're explaining it and you're like my goal is actually to have you like psychologically walk through this with me to the point where your body you're having a biological response to the way i'm instructing that's awesome, man. And I think that stuff yeah. makes all the difference because, you know, I see that's yeah, the formula and you see it, right? You see it in the way people perform. Like if you watch that video, I'm going to yeah. say about 70% of those people in those videos yeah. don't have any training. Think yeah. about you know what I mean? Like that is what inspires me. I wake up and I'm like, holy smokes. And I just, I process the weekend throughout the week. And then I hit another weekend and I process that weekend throughout the week. And I remember everybody's name. And I'm like, man, Steve was doing this. Tim was doing this. None of these two dudes, have, they've never met. They don't ever fight. But they were able to do things similarly because of the curriculum, because of the programming. And they're successful. And some of the videos that you send, I mean, those are going to be talking points as to why it's so important. Other people have it in their programs. It's fundamental. You have to know these skills in order to be successful with tools because the hands carry the tools, right? So yeah. I think just watching people, and this, this is my goal, is I would rather have a bunch of people like like me, right? Just an everyday dude now with family, with a family and with friends and wanting them to be just as good as anybody else because the material translates well to them. 
and that's what that's what's with Roman Reigns, man. I, I, I love it when there's, there's jujitsu black belt, like, world champions, world champion, world boxers, or, or and there's Muay Thai, like, like hardcore fighters, right? They're just like rigid dudes, and when there's wrestlers, there's like there's like professional shooters, and they come together as two genres. This is what I think is also very learning to brand and to build methods, man. It's two worlds coming together and like colliding. Right, the right. shooting, shooting, shooting like, like, and I tell people, I tell people coming to coming to this class, this combat is not shooting, shooting class. class. They were shooting ball, ball, but the shooting mirror mirror was what would combat that. So we have so to we have, have to have a lot more. So then, so then, so then the, the ability the to bring these two worlds together is what's so exciting. Because we'll have we'll have two black belts, and then really tactical arm shooter, but they don't know each other's stuff. Stuff, but once these are mixed. It becomes it like, it's like, like, I don't want to say it's neutral 50 50, but there's advantages on both sides. One can find it, but one knows how to know about function as an example, right? No, so when you guys come to the symposium, man, what he was saying, I think, is amazing. The marriage of different arts, the marriage of different disciplines, being able to get physical with your firearm, and then actually being able to engage with your firearm. I think this is like the cheat code to, so like you can spend five years in a martial art, 10 years in a martial art and learn that martial art but i think the huge advantage to learning from these guys is that you can basically train with someone who's on the mountaintop that's been able to take some of the best the best stuff condense it so it's like it's ultra chewy like this is the stuff these are the morsels that you would spend a lifetime to get and be like boom here now let's get some reps in and you can have a chance to absorb that um, without having to go on the entire journey. And then you can go home with like two, three, three, maybe four moves that you can really start to try to like get in to your biology and your protection quotient is elevated, man. That's the beauty of training with guys that are, and like that whole artist thing, man, it's so important, you know, because this is our art. Like this is our contribution, you know. Absolutely. Um, that's where the passion makes it awesome. All right, I yeah. think you're sounding good now. And that translates, man. People feel it. Like I, when I hear podcasts or when I watch videos and I'll watch yep. body language, because everybody translates information differently. We don't learn differently. We translate information differently. And so when I see, I, I can see, I'm like, okay, this has been somebody who's been doing this for a really long time. And they're really good at saying what they've been saying for a really long time. And yeah. then you see, this guy's really good, but this is new. And you can hear his pitch tones. And he gets excited when people do certain things because he's actually reading his group, right? It's and not he's the like same. learning too. <laughs> he's learning. This is this is why there's like there's nothing now that could stop me from continuing to do what I'm doing because every weekend I learn more about people, I learn more about the program, and people who've been to my program early and then have done it now, like came back to it. They're like, this shit evolved. It grew. It became <laughs> different. And I'm like, it's always going to be that way because. Yeah. Constantly removing things because we're biased, right? Like if you're a wrestler, you like wrestling. If you're a jujitsu guy, you like jujitsu. Um, right. But not all of those things apply and they don't always work. So we, I have to remove this bias, like internal possession of what I would, would hope everybody could do. But that's not the case, right? Like this needs to work for people right away. And it's, yeah. it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not going to work in the sense that if you stop doing it, you're going to remember it because you need pressure. You need to test these yep. things and you need to work them. But we can show it that it works. And that's like, there'll be a guy with zero training. And this is another example, right? And we were in California this last one. And he did all of the sequences, man, from unarmed yeah. protected gun 
to it being out and grabbed to recovering it to being yeah. able to then put rounds on the other person all yeah. sequenced events from the class zero background i fucking stopped the class i picked him up i was like i love you <laughs> this is why we're here like right. i get it the muay thai world champion but that dude's that dude's story is different he chose a path to do that this dude yeah. has done nothing right outside of being a good dude, being a good family man, doing what he does. And now he realizes he needs the physical activity and to be able to do it on a two day course. Fuck, man, that's a big deal. And that's that's what's more important to me. Like if I can't get you if I can't teach you stuff that you can take home and practice, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm yeah. talking to you and then taking your money. I don't give a shit. I don't need money. I, I, I love what I do. And it's it's important, right? Because here's a, the problem with with finances. And I get asked this a lot. Like, Won't you do it's a training? Free like, because then I training. I have to finance growth. I have to finance a team. If I can grow a team, we can teach people even more, like on a bigger scale, and we can donate and we can do this and that. People just get confused about what finances are, right? But yep, yep, yep. This is good stuff, dude. And you get to take home stuff to drill. Every everything that we do in the program, I can do at home, and that's what I do. I'm like, okay, cool. If I'm not training today, I'll be. I'll work off of a wall, or I'll work into a corner. I'll work off of a car or when I'm working out in the gym, I'll just put a shoulder on the wall and be like, okay, see, these are some of the moves we've been doing. Okay. This makes sense. And so the more relatable and the more practical we can make the experience and the, the, the technical work, the more the person actually internalizes it. So my whole goal is to take what, what I think works, right? And everybody has a different idea of what would work. And, and I think that's great. Everybody should, if you, <laughs> I tell people this because they comment on my stuff and they're like, oh, I would do this or I would do that or I would never do that. I'm like, awesome, man. I look forward to seeing your educational video on the subject. I, <laughs> I used to have the blasting pools with that. I too. look forward to seeing your videos because I'm excited okay. to see what you're bringing to the table. And then they're like, yeah. well, no, no, no. I, I just want you to know. I'm like, well, I don't care. I want you to show people, right? Like, that's my rebuttal. <laughs> people yeah contribute homie. yeah, yeah don't, don't be a taker man people need to yeah. give more than they take and unfortunately the world is filled with more takers than givers and that's why i'm, I'm honored to be a part of this with you man because you're always giving back so it's awesome uh but the, the material has to be digestible and then it needs to resonate with people in order for them to actually care to want to use it you know what i mean if it's too extreme if i'm like hey spinning back kick dagger throw fuck <laughs> No one's gonna do <laughs> ever. You know, I, I can't even do that. It just sounds cool, and it's too sophisticated, man. <laughs> but you know. that, that's been the biggest um, feedback received as far as the material is like it feels like it's mine. Yeah, I can go home, and it belongs to me because my shoulder maybe doesn't go all the way up, so I can do this, or my draw is a little different because my wrist is broken, so I have a, a lot straight wrist, and this gives me the option to do that. So. Yeah. that's the secret sauce, man. And no matter what, I, there's no, there's no, there's no gems that shouldn't be shared with the world because people right. are lazy anyway. So I can give you all the gems of everything and you're not going to do anything with it. We have so much in common, man. Unless you're smart <laughs> enough to understand these things, right? So I'll give you everything. I'll, I'll sit back and I'll watch. I think Gary V said that, like, I'll give out all my secrets because I know people are lazy. It doesn't They're matter. not executors. They don't I execute. Yeah. Like I work 20 hours a day, 20 hours a day, every day for this brand for rogue methods and i love every fucking minute of it for years <laughs> for years ain't getting tired because it's passion no. you actually gain power from working it's like this it I, is i dude. want everyone in the world to get to this place man they see me yeah. i made a video last night i got 
I traveled, you know, 10 hours, landed, got here, and all I could think about was, you know, obviously family stuff. And then the second they went to sleep, I creep in my office <laughs> and I'm just like in here taking over the world, you know, yeah. um, that's beautiful. And that's the difference, you know, like there's a few things you said that I just want to point out to you guys. I've noticed instructors that focus on communication are ridiculously powerful instructors. I love when you're talking about how I communicate, how I get the information across. This is a sign of someone who you can really learn a lot from. And then that, that, I know everyone says eternal student, but when you hear them articulate like, yo, I'm learning from my students while I'm up in here, how to serve my students better, how to get my information across better. These are the guys, you guys, man, that you really, really, they're all about it. And there's no ego in it. That's not like, oh, well, I got a tab and I'm this and that. And, you know, back when I was, he hasn't even told one story about back when he was, which we love. We love the stories, But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The whole conversation, you guys, has been about how we he can serve his demographic better so far yeah i mean and that's 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 where his heart's at you know because that's what comes out of your mouth man that's good stuff man i love what you're doing bro what you're saying about how like the whole like it's like a it's like a thing and i almost cringe when i see it the whole like always a student thing right from yeah. instructor it's and like uh, this, yeah it's this thing this holy this high ground holy high ground thing everyone likes to throw around and i so and I'm not being a dick and I'm never combative with people. If I disagree with you, either we talk about it offline or I kind of just keep it to myself. I don't, I don't really give a shit. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell people, I'll be like, Hey man, so what is it that you're doing to be a student? Well, I shoot more or I, I do this more. And I'm like, man, we really have a different definition of what it is to be a student because right. yes, I practice and I train every, every day or as much as I can. The, mm -hmm programming and the drilling that I do to learn and continue to keep it relevant. But my learning is what we were talking about. How can I communicate better? So I'm, I'm doing more training on communication. How can I, how can I turn my speaking into an engaging event versus just blah. Yeah, so now I'm learning communication. Yeah. yeah. Then I'll take leadership courses. I'll hire leadership coaches just to make me better based off of their realm. They're not even genre specific, dude. Right. Like I'll, I'll go, I, I did uh, improv comedy just so that I can continue to flow well. And if I'm caught off guard, I can be like, oh, shit, that's a good joke. Make a joke of that and then switch fire. And now we're going this way. So continuing my education is more than just staying genre specific. Like I have right. to learn communication. I have to learn education. How do people learn? I have to learn how to be funny. I have to yeah. learn how to use tension. So now you're risk okay. management, right? You're, you're doing all sorts of like, oh, yeah. man, it, being a student isn't just like being a student of your craft so that you can teach that. I think that that's where I just kind of look at people. I'm like, oh, you're a one reload one isn't being a student, dude. It's just practicing, yep. you know, yep. um, being legit I, is when you reach out to other professionals and be like, hey, what is it that you're doing in Mexico that makes it so unique to your clientele? And why are they looking at you? And it's not because, yep. oh, because I protect from violence. That's the short answer. It's because I look at routes. I look at the way people live. I look at demographics. I understand near nearest hospitals to nearest uh, helipad exits. I understand yep. all these things. So now we're thinking with brain power, right? Yep. Not just the brute force that everybody wants. Uh, the brute force is easy. It's it's what's inside yeah. that people can take from you. So yeah, no, one hundred percent, man. And that just and and after this, we'll go into uh, some real world that real world video I have for you, real quick. You guys, yeah. this will be good. But like. Um, just kind of circling full circle on what you were saying about finances and 
the cost of training and, and why we do that, you know, I, uh, I'm doing a presentation about masculinity, which I approach with such trepidation, right? Cause it's, but it's so important and it needs to be spoken about. Um, and obviously there's been an attack on, on masculinity and femininity. Both of them have been yeah. attacked. And I, you know, I was taking a look at like the alpha and the beta conversation. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of ego that's gotten into alpha and beta stuff. And like, I feel like every man, in different settings is an alpha and a beta. You need to know when to be a beta. You need to know when to, to submit to, like you were talking about, I have these guys that have contributed to my life. Like, like I am a beta in a lot of converse, in a lot of arenas. And I, and I, and I'm good at that. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a good dude that serves the pack or serves that unit or serves that guy that I've submitted to. Cause he has so much to contribute to my life. And if I can't pick that up, then you like, I'm going to free, my growth will be stunted, right? But then there's the alpha, which I believe is the guy who's focused on the entire pride, the entire pack. Like I have my tribe. I need to be focused on it, where I'm moving people, how I'm moving. And this is the reason, because either of us like would probably do a lot of this for free if we didn't have the mission driving us and the tribe we need to make sure is healthy and all these things that have to be driven. And so we have to be strong in, what we do require for access to the training. You know what I mean? And so like when they look at the price point, I'm like, guys, this is because I'm on a mission and I need to get more good people, more training. And this has to be profitable in order to do that. You know what I mean? We would probably do it for free, but because, but because of the passion that we have for the overall, that's why you guys see these price points where they're at, man. You know, um, that is logistics i think people just don't see the logistics they're like oh he's just he's just gonna come here dude on the range yeah <laughs> hey on a on a cheap weekend for me to put on an event and i'll share it because again it's it's important that we're clear with people on a on a cheap weekend i'm paying for the weekend to to, to transpire up front anywhere between 25 and 3500 bucks up to 4500 bucks just to put on an event in your backyard in the people's backyard like I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I could just host events here and have no overhead. But I'm going to yeah. Miami. I'm going to Orlando. I'm going to Denver. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to Wisconsin. I'm going to everywhere that I can go to get it as close to the people as possible because I understand nobody wants to travel. So we already take on a, the blunt of what it costs to put on an event. And then everything else is just, hey, man, just show up. Yep. And it, there's so much overhead that I think that's what people miss. They, they miss out on seeing that side of it. And I get it. Yeah. And this is point that we have these conversations so that we can cue people in on it. like yeah man we get it free i can't fly for free to go put on <laughs> free. you know what i mean like that's yeah and you, and you gotta feed the machine man i love it let's let's dig into this video real quick boom okay he's going for it right there okay so this is a video that took place in a prison and i think you know some might want to say hey this this is law enforcement centric um, this would never happen to me as a CCW owner, but the reality is, you know, one bad guys do bad guy things. So they know that bad guys and protectors are the two people that are probably going to know you're carrying a weapon. <laughs> and if you are a protector, you've got to have a full spectrum of skills in order to be able to do that efficiently. Cause you don't have a crystal ball. You don't know what's going to happen once, you know, the chaos starts. So whether you're in law enforcement or not pay attention to this and see what you can learn from this. This is a, a sheriff deputy or a law enforcement professional inside a jail who gets engaged by one of the inmates and he starts going for his taser, which we know you cannot get incapacitated in these environments or 
if you have a weapon on you. If you have a weapon on you, any altercation can become a life-threatening altercation. So you've got to be able to navigate it effectively. All right, let's let this thing roll. He's going for it right there with his right hand. He also grabs with his left. You can see he's trying to press the button. Right there, he has the taser in his right hand. At this point, <laughs> like I have to get the taser back. You have to. He can tase me. He can incapacitate me. And he can basically do whatever he wants to me. Also, yeah. if he hits me with it, you know, it's a blunt object. He can hurt me. So all I was thinking right there was get my taser back. Yes. Yeah. We're fighting for the taser right now. At one point, you're going to see uh, a light. And I'll show you right there. You can see the light. You see where the table is? You saw the light? Yeah. Well, you can see the light. Basically, the taser activated. Boom. So he's in this struggle. What do you, what, what, come, I can always rewind to certain parts of it, but what goes through your head, man, as you see something like this going on? Maybe what could he done? What, just, you know, freestyle. So, man, right off the bat, so people understand the, the taser, it's a five second window right? You get a five second ride. And if the connections hit properly, you'll seize up pretty well for about five seconds. So for five seconds, you have zero ability to defend yourself and do anything with right now. They're in a building locked, right? They're in fucking jail. It's like the worst cage match ever. <laughs> well, think about it, man. The dude taking the taser, he's not trying to run away. He's not trying to incapacitate you to run away. He's going to work your shit. You know, so you're in trouble here as 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 a CEO because the dude's got nowhere to go. So if he's getting tools off of you, they're for you. You are going to receive those tools in whatever means he's got to give them to you. And he's right. The, the light, it lights up when it discharges. So the gun, the, the taser's fired off. It's cooked. So now if you're entangled in those those wires and you're kind of rolling around, the wires can get you, too. So depending wow. on them just pulling it. So it's not only the prongs, it's the wires. So you got to be careful. And uh, I think the better models now don't do that. But the models we had, they if you touch the wires, it was an issue. Uh, oh. But being connected with this dude, I'm not sure how they ended up there. Yeah. But, man, you can make space, right? So this situation, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you're tool heavy, if you have a bunch of stuff, you need to know how to control the space. So engaging into the ground like this while the dude's on his back I, I wonder if maybe he swung at him and he pushed him and he grabbed him and fell over i'm trying to paint the, the picture in my mind how they got there specifically but if you're tool heavy you don't want to be so close and it sucks because as soon as you are within touching range all your gear is our gear right and how can we keep it from taken especially waistline stuff so when the dude has his legs out the dude with, on the bottom is actually doing a good job using his legs to open and close space. It's something we talk about to teach. And it's something that people know how to do. They just, they don't know that they're doing it, right? Like when you squat down to pick up something from the ground, you're actually doing a rep on closing space and then you stand up in your opening space. So this is the art that I'm telling you about. How can we take something that you think is combative related only, but it applies to your everyday life, right? Nice. So you pick some shit up off the ground, your closing space, and then your opening space. They're one rep in fucking gunfighting. Little things like right. that. So this dude's doing this. He's opening and closing the space. That's why he's able to grab things. And then as he extends, that's when the power to get the tool out comes in, right? Because if, mm -hmm. if you don't open the space, you can't get the tool out. You get stuck mm -hmm. in the space, right? Yeah. So the officer 
kind of feeding him that energy too. And he's, he, he's controlling the guy, but he's not controlling his hands. Right. And hand fighting is a very, very integral part of, of the combatives that's tool-based because you have to control the hands, which control the tools. And that's mm. what he's, you see him, he's like funneling around until he sees it. Like at no point that arm should have it and be flailed out to the side. Yeah. Right that wor- that I was worried when I saw that arm get out, I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Cause then he, I mean, he could have placed himself between the arm and the tool, right? Like went two hands to the one tool and start to work the tool, start to work the dude. Um, but he's still focused on the guy that and basically this dude probably has no experience fighting over objects. He's got tons of experience dealing with people because he's he's on the guy. He's pressing the fight, but you don't yeah. always press the fight when you're tool dependent and tool heavy. And then so the other dude's striking. The other dude could have been striking, but he wasn't. So there's a lot of limitations law enforcement has that they feel like they can't do. And they'd rather be the subject of a video study than showing that you just dominate a position. You crush dudes. I mean, hitting people one time well versus hitting somebody 25 times, which looks like excessive force. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to see the one video where the dude just goes boom one time and it's done. You know, but this is why people think there's excessive force is because guys are being nice and they're like tapping him a thousand times instead of just Mm -hmm. crushing once. But tool dependency here, he's not the one drawing it. The other guy brought it out, but then he doesn't know how to recover his tool. So with with the value of, of our program is we do everything we do you have your gun you protect your gun and how do you recover your gun if you lose your gun so mm-hmm. that that whole strategy is full encompass it encompasses everything like i don't want to lose it i'm gonna teach you how not to lose it we're gonna play with it and then i'm gonna teach you how to get it back if it does get lost but this dude yeah. just he had the the know with all to control the guy but just the tool is just outside of range he was smart enough to keep it from being pointed at him which is very important too right because he yes. didn't get hit, but there was right. the potential. So well, that's awesome, man. Just a little glimpse, y'all. Just a little. We're just just a li- <laughs> little bit on there. What do you think about the? Um, I know there might be some females watching that might be a little hesitant to come in and get physical, or some profesh some protectors that just haven't gotten physical. Like, do you need an MMA? Bag? I know you kind of touched on this, but like, what would yeah. you say to those who are a little hesitant to get physical? They need to get physical. The class. <laughs> it's simple man the class is only as difficult as you want it to be and then i'm very i'm very keen on teaching people how to be good partners as well like i think that's a lost art like when i'm teaching you something i can't just expect both of you to translate the material so not only am i teaching you the subject that we're here to learn but i'm teaching you how to be a good partner i'm teaching you how to be a good receiver and a good trainer so that you're giving each other the right energy And then we can spice it up, right? Then we can add the chaos and the flow of each one of you unique, each one of you, each one of the individuals unique take on the material. But initially, let's learn it together, 60% energy, 40% energy. And then if you feel like your partner is like 60 is your 40, then we make adjustments, right? And I'll find a better partner. I never leave people to hang in one area or another. I'll get you a better partner if I see that this person would probably be like if Steve is really tough and Tim's just kind of like, ah, I'm recreationally playing. And then I have mm-hmm. Matt and Mike over here. I'll swap. Yeah. Okay. And put people where they need to be so that they're getting the educational value of it. Um, and I, I, I had three strong females in my Orlando class. And I asked the mm-hmm. three of them, like, hey, what advice would you give women so that I can start queuing the, the females that want to take these classes? And dude, I'm lucky. I think every class has at least between one and four females. Nice. And I, I cap everything at 14 people. Mm-hmm. 
there's at least one to four females. It's wild that there are more women in combatives classes than shooting classes. That's it interesting. Crazy. I mean, it's, it's good though because that's what they need the edge on. Really, you know, what I mean, if you can shoot, you can equalize. But like, that's where they need to try to get some training to try to you know stand a chance against a male that maybe you know that's really a good thing. I think it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. A lot of them, their their advice is just show up, listen, and be willing to get sweaty. Because yeah. you're going to get sweaty and nasty, right? So, and this is another caveat, man. A lot of people have never had other people sweat on them, breathe on them, yeah, you know, man. skin contact other than your significant other. Like, you're going to spend a day basically mashed up against another human being. Good. That's program, though, because yeah. you need to be okay with it. You can't be like, oh, I got to defend my life, but don't touch me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't you can't do that. You got to be willing to like lick their fucking ear hole while you, <laughs> I did this to you. You know what I mean? Like you touch my shit. Look at me. You're like talking into their ear, letting them know how fucking awesome you are. And yeah, you have man. To experience those things in order to be able to apply them. It's so important, man. I, we, with our last protector symposium, we had a couple um, instructors that got physical, uh, Tony Semenot, Craig Douglas, right? And so people were getting up in there and getting after it. And of course, there's a little hesitance in the beginning. And then once they realized it was safe, like you were talking about, good partners, good instruction, um, you know, you guys controlling the throttle on the intensity. Um, and everyone got into it, man. And, and we're sitting there. And of course, in Florida, it starts pouring rain, like, you know, rain in Florida, yeah. it's a whole nother kind of thing. It ain't like how, you know, all who know tropical rain, no. water. So everyone's soaked, muddy, and I'm standing at the back of the tailgate at the end of the thing. And I'm looking, looking at everyone, and I'm talking and everyone's kind of beat up muddy because we went hard. It was mad fight clubby. But everyone is alive. It was like yes. they were born again. They were like, I just went through something that I can carry with me that I have. I don't do that. Like they wanted more. They were like, this was amazing. And it's it's so good for you guys, man. You'll love it. Dude, get, get, if you guys are listening and just go train with yeah. closest dude to you or the, the person you think is the most popular in your opinion or whatever yeah. your friends recommended, get those out of the way first, right? Because people mm -hmm. tend to go, um, they'll, they'll go more based off of referrals, which I think is dynamite because people have mm. experienced and they're giving you actual feedback on where they've been. So yeah. go off of all your referrals first. And once you're done, start seeking out a, a broader spectrum. It's like fives, 15s, 25s in the military, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You, you check your first five meters, your 15 meters and your Fridays, right? You, you're checking yep. and side out and be aware. So be aware of the people that your friends are talking about. Do some training with them and then look beyond those guys and then look beyond those guys. And eventually what you're going to find is there's consistencies, there, there's threads there that tie to each other. And one class should feed the next, should feed the next. And I said this about Rogue Methods, and I've been to a lot of combative other programs for other instructors. Phenomenal guys. I think I push more traffic towards them in my classes. Like my buddy was like, dude, you just talked about like seven different instructors in your class. I was like, well, because people need to train, man. And right. I have what I think is an important piece of this puzzle. Other dudes yep. have this too. And you need to be like Zelda going to these random little Zelda, yeah. collecting those things and bringing them back to yours and becoming, you know, the, the, the guy. And yeah. so the only way to do that is to go out there and find that shit and then bring it back, right, to, to, to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Go train with everybody, see what everybody's got. And the, that's what, what I was telling my people is like the unique part of Rogue Methods is that I saw what everybody was doing and I didn't want to do things that were just like them. So I wanted to mm -hmm. fill in the blank. 
-hmm. And so my program, in my opinion, fills in the blank to the few things that are missing. It's similar with pistols and, and it's similar with sim guns and it's similar with headgear and fighting because fighting over a gun just looks like fighting over a gun. There's no way around it, right? right. And there's going to be tons of new companies that come out with programs. Kudos to them. Call me yep. if you need some help. Uh, yeah. Things like that. Uh, but the important thing for guys like you and I are that we fill in the blank where we see what's missing instead of trying to just be a part of what's already happened. And this is why a lot of people fail. And this is why a lot of companies fail because they're just like, well, I'm just going to launch another class and it looks just like the other class. And it actually is just like the other class. Like if you're not filling the blanks, you're not bringing progress. Yep. Right. So we have a lot of stand up fighting. We have a lot of fighting with no hand, with no equipment, just your hands so that people don't ever get to your gun. And then right. we deal with the gun and then we deal yeah. getting the gun back when somebody has already taken it from you and et cetera, et cetera. So we work our way in, we work our way out. And then at the end of the day, you're kind of like, man, this is a situation I never want to be in. So I should probably learn how to talk nicely to people or talk more politely and, and be more convincing so I can like creep my way out of situations without ever having to be in altercations. Right. Yep. yep. We were at, we went to dinner and we sat down and we're waiting for our friends to show up so we can have dinner together. And this, you know, homeless dude sits down and he's at initially he's being nice. Right. And he's just like, Oh, Hey guys. And I was just like, cool, man. So then I had to reposture in position so that I can deal with him, but still be cordial and polite to Present. people. That are but I'm like navigating yep. him off of my peripherals here. And then he starts saying certain things like, man, that, that girl you're with super beautiful, super hot. And I'm like, Hey, thank you for the compliment. Right. And then it starts yes. to get more and more. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. These are flags yep. now. popping out. And I'm like, son of yep. a bitch. So even like, are we more, doing this right now? Right now? This, All right. Well, like even from how like my legs were flat because I was just kind of like both legs down where I could stand up. Then I shifted one under so that I can pounce now. So now I can go straight on an angle. It's no longer yeah. up and deal with it. Now I'm on the angle. Like we're going this way, right? <laughs> Instead of just right up. You, bro. So yeah, he's cueing me to do certain things. So as he's talking, my body's adjusting for what's next, mm -hmm. right? And then I was like, hey, I really appreciate it. I understand you want to have a conversation with people and maybe people don't talk to you in, in, in throughout the day. Uh, so thank you for your time. Thank you for communicating with us. We would really like to keep our conversation, our conversation. So if you don't mind. And then he just kind of shut up and stood there. I could have just gotten pissed, right? What do you mean? Yeah. My girl's beautiful. What the fuck? Yeah. Now I'm dealing with the dude. He gets crazy. Maybe my gun comes out in the tussle. Like, you just have to know how to navigate. Could I have crushed the dude? Fuck yeah. Why? Why would I do something like that to I somebody? I don't need to. You don't have to, right? Yeah. It's like crazy. But dudes will get into some shit. And it reminds me of the young cops that were always like, can't wait to be in my first shooting. I was like, man, I hate working with you motherfuckers. You should <laughs> do those. Yep. Like you'll be better for it. You'll sleep better. I think we talked about it too, about how um, people don't understand how, how much trauma truly does affect us as men, mm -hmm. but we hide it. We're really great at hiding it. We hide it from our families. We hide it from ourselves. And that's embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. We do. And that's a conversation, man. Violence is a thing that if, if you weren't raised around it, and I'm not saying that I was lucky to be around those things, but I was fortunate now looking back, mm -hmm. but violence is a fucked up thing that does mess with the human psyche. Yep. And people don't realize how how that'll affect you and your life. Like I've had failed relationships and marriages because I wasn't dealing with the trauma of life, right? The violence of war and, and yep. law enforcement. And I was like, man, so I started to just advice to the dudes, man, dig in, feel your fucking shit out. You'll become better, stronger and more capable. And your confidence would be true confidence as a man instead of like bravado bullshit yeah, that you, you have to prove yourself. Instead, you're already 100% confident inside and you're willing to navigate this world and you'll sail through the worst storms now. 
and you're not yeah. worried about the storm. Instead of freaking out, start crying, your sails come crashing down and you fucking drown because you're not willing yeah. to take on. Man, it, it's a big deal. And I think it's a subject nobody talks about. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a huge one, man. Arrogance is inaccurate confidence, man. Confidence is comes from a relationship with yourself where you're testing yourself all the time. And you're able to be calm. I was, t oh, man, I dropped a whole, whole string on IG Live this morning on <laughs> the difference of confidence and arrogance and why it's so dangerous and masculinity. How it's it, yeah, you do things. We've we, we've done things before, but you need to earn your confidence every day. What is the decision you've already made today telling you about yourself? You're communicating with yourself right now based on what you're choosing to do and not to do, and all these things. This is good stuff, man. And 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 I give and I love the guy. I give the guy with the Jedi mind tricks a hundred percent more credit than the guy that's gotta get I don't have to get physical. This is like a superpower, right? I tell this story every once in a while. It's really quick, but like I, I was I was driving around and I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of like I'm a little bit of an offensive driver because <laughs> like like my whole life is yeah. I'm like is moving at like 800 miles an hour so I'm just like yeah. driving and I'm like taking what I want like I, I just I know I'm offensive sometimes to people <laughs> and I'm driving and I, I see my turn to the last minute I cut this dude off and then he's like not having and he rolls up and he's like cussing at me through the window and like I remember being like of course like on me he, we're in Newport Beach like he probably has never even seen a creature like me for like the last like you know what I mean there isn't you know and he kind of looks at me and I look at him and you know obviously I'm, the one side of my brain's like dude let's just crush this dude the other side of my brain's like nah man come on you ain't got to do that like you know who you are like and I look at him and I'm like hey man I'm sorry <laughs> I'm like sorry bro I shouldn't have done it I shouldn't have cut you off you're not wrong and he's like. And it's just, and it's, and it's, and I'm tactically respectful. I'm tactically polite. I am genuine, you know, and boom. And where he's like, and I'm like, let's just do, let's just have a good day. It's sunny and stuff, you know, and he's like, all right, man. I'm like, my bad, you know, I'll try not to do it to anyone else. So it's boom Dude. right there. No one had to bleed. No one had to die. No one had to go to jail. No one had to like get the, the vision out of their mind of stabbing someone or shooting someone for the next four or five years no one had to go to counseling no one's mom lost their son and daughters lost their freaking husbands and fathers like dude violence sucks <laughs> like that is yeah. the, but dude, we must be good at it as long as we live in an evil world. you know what i mean like you you become the bad guy in somebody's story if you save your own life let's say and you yeah. crush somebody else's you're the bad guy in their family story you know what I mean? You took their dad away or their mom, whatever the case, regardless of the situation. But yeah. dude, to hear you say that it's really, it, it's funny because I'm playing back and this just happened like maybe three days ago for yeah. me. I was speeding in my neighborhood and I shouldn't be because yeah. <laughs> neighborhood, fuck, I should not do that. And I, right. I know, I think I was, I, I came off the highway, so I was still highway driving in a 30, right? So I was going like mm -hmm. 45. And this older dude is outside doing a good deed. He's like picking up trash in the neighborhood. And he like oh, does man. slow down thing. And I fucking stopped the car. I reversed and I was like, yes, sir. How? <laughs> like, like, I asked him, I was like, awesome. yes, sir. Like, waving me or with this or that. And he's like, hey, you're going really fast in this neighborhood. And I looked at him and I, instinct is like, come on, let's do this. It's like, ah. <laughs> I dude, I swallowed this giant ball of, hey, you're wrong right now. You better fucking dig it down and enjoy that shit. And I yep. did. I swallowed it down. I looked at him. I looked at the steering wheel, and then I looked back at him, and I was like, "You're absolutely right. I should be going slower. Thank you. Yep. Thank, Thank you for caring you. enough. Oh man, that's that. 
And it's, it reminded me of your fucking story, dude. But I remember yeah, following this ball of pride because I wanted to be you telling him to slow down, right? Like, right. That's but he's man good deed. And then he tells me that, and I'm like, motherfucker, he's absolutely right. And okay. so now I make it a point, no matter what, as soon as I enter the threshold of the area that we live in, I drop the fucking thing. I'm super aware. There's people out with families. Like, he's not wrong, man. And if we actually do start learning to take care of our people and our communities, fuck, everything will be better, regardless of all the bullshit in the media. No, 100%. That's real man stuff. That's mature adult stuff. I respect the heck out of that 100 times more than the the kid that, you know, he cusses and flips you off and just peels out. Like, this is these are the types of protectors and the types of people we want to be, man. I love that. Real quick, as we get into these closing questions, is there a specific situation that you went in and then experienced? And I just think it's awesome that we can be like role models of that, man. Like, that's yeah. the stuff, man. Like, ego is important. You should take pride in what you do. But you must have a healthy ego that comes from experience with yourself so you know who you are and you don't get blinded by arrogance. That's why pride comes before a fall, man, because you can't yeah. see nothing. You know, um, what is there a situation in your life that you can talk about that kind of got you on this path of seeing the importance of the art that you teach? There's been several, man. And whether they were life and death or they weren't, the value of the element was there and it was like this this connection it was like oh shit what has been the consistency people are people are the, are the common thread in this right if it's just me and my gear as a cop it's just me and my gear you add another yeah. human to the layer to, to, to the mess now it's chaos right because i can't i don't know what you're thinking i can kind of manage engage but i don't ever know so people just behave erratically right yep. uh, a lot of it stemmed from those foot chases into dark alleys tackling yeah. dudes and then yeah. And grabbing stuff off of me. I remember uh, after putting a guy in cuffs, I looked down and I'm like, holy shit, only my Thank gun you. is in my holster. My mags yeah. were gone. My radio was out. Everything was out. And I have, a, I have a very specific drill. I call it a strip drill for law enforcement where we actually do that. You have to retain all your gear. And it came from those experiences. I was like, man, this is the third fucking foot chase, the third fight I've been in that I grab a dude. We get him in custody because they don't want to kill us. They're just running right for the most yeah. part. These dudes yeah. just want to way but then you catch them and you get a little tussle and then you put stuff on you put cuffs on and uh i'm like i keep losing stuff so a big lesson for me in law enforcement was retention strap everything so while guys are carrying open mags open carriers i was the other i was the other guy i had everything yep. strapped down buckled down right i didn't need sub-second reloads i needed the gun in my holster to stay there the 17 rounds in it right and then everything else needed to be protected from fighting because we were doing more fighting and more fucking grabbing dudes and we were shooting those chicago violence fuck um yeah. but we were doing more of that so protecting our gear protecting our gun all of that stemmed from that world and in the military it's the same thing man you're clearing yep. rooms and rushes you and now you're like oh shit you got to deal yeah. with this there's still priorities at work so dudes have to do their job as yeah. funny i was having a conversation with a friend a, 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 an sf guy from close by and we were talking the same things like we have to learn to navigate these problems and nobody was and so the guys that take it upon themselves to be like hey that's an issue Let's fix this problem. Let's get people yeah. educated and trained. And I would yeah. just see that reports that we would take, right? We'd be sitting in and somebody would come in, black eye, bleeding. Oh, I got my, my gun stolen and my car taken. And I tried uh -huh. to defend myself with my gun and they took my shit, beat my ass, took my gun and my car. And now they're filing reports. So we're like, oh, this is a thing. So if people are going to carry guns, let's show them how to keep their guns or how to get them out and play where it's safer for you to do it, where you don't get things taken from you. So a lot of it was in environmental queue. It came from the public 
continuously bringing this problem, not directly. They weren't saying, hey, we lost our gun. Can you help us not lose it? That wasn't the question, right? It was more right. like, hey, we lost our shit. We're fucked up. And then our my my interpretation was like, well, how can we prevent this? Okay, yeah. cool. Education, training, education, training, programming. And so this is where the program came from, just street, street fighting, running around with shit, losing things, getting things taken from me, taking things from other people, being in the military, being in law enforcement, being undercover narcotics, was hiding guns in random places and doing cool yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like all of this had to play this game. And then finding guns on random or finding guns on people in random places. So now I'm like, man, I think I'm controlling this guy up here, right? And he he like pretends to bow over like he's hurt and he's pulling shit out of his sock. He's got shit out of his fucking butthole. Like dudes, they go to weird places, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's uh, like you have to be so mindful. And so the program to me was an experiment into how quickly can I get somebody to be good enough to protect themselves, their people, their property, uh, and, and get them home safe. So let's let's man. do this. Let's get it happening. And that's where the program came from. And it does incorporate a lot of jujitsu. It does have a lot of boxing. It does have a lot of uh, good stand-up wrestling. And then a lot of mindset, man. I go through a leadership portion of it because I want you to be in charge of yourself as a person, especially when you start in incorporating tools and tactics. Like mm -hmm. you have to be the leader of that ship, right? Yeah, you can't be 100%. Like, oh, said this one time. No, no, no. This tool needs, this whole thing needs to be yours now. Right. Like I'll come and support you, but it needs to belong to you. And the only right. way to really take responsibility is to become a leader, leader of your name. And I say this in the class to motivate. I was like, you came here. You have a first name and you have a last name. You represent that fucking clan. You better act like it today. Take care of the no, people dude. around you. This is a big deal. And then people are like, whoa. And I'm like, <laughs> it, man. So that yeah, just that man. reinvigorating of that spirit, man. I think people need it. I can't. Yes can't share it enough like i do that where i wherever i go and it's it's everything and it's as simple as complimenting somebody and telling people that they're doing great like i never heard those things i, I still don't think to this day my dad has told me that he loved me or he was proud of me to this wow. day so the biggest lesson for me is to make sure that i share this shit with other dudes who may have been dealing with the same shit with my yeah. kids Right. Like, I know he's proud of me, but he's just too macho to do that shit. And I was like, you know what? I can be fucking macho, strong yeah. as fuck, not have to fucking be a dick like that. Right. right? Different genres, different eras, I mean. And yeah. so with kids, I'm like, hey, good job on that. Let's fix this. And yep. now it's a full good job because it wasn't done well the first time. So it's not this false, um, like, participation trophy yeah, centric. That for people, man, because you have to earn it. And in my yes. class, my, my stuff specifically on the side, outside of events, I have these things that I give people only when you pass the class, only when you finish the drills. So if you don't do the participation drills, you don't get what everybody else gets. Yep. Right. Like it's a rite of passage. And yep. I do it with like the most sincere fucking respect for people. And people really yep. appreciate it to the point where I, I kind of slid a, the, the item over to the person and they were like, you know what, man? I'll get it next time because I didn't fight this time. I want to earn it like everybody else did. And then I'm like, fuck yes. He got the message. He didn't yes. he didn't get shunned or, or removed. He felt like yeah. he was part of the class, but he knew he didn't earn it and he didn't want it. Now we have leadership being instilled in people, man. People are like, I want that. I want to be the guy. I want my name to stand on this fucking cliff with you guys. You know, like that's yeah, a big man.
and and earn it righteously like in right yes. standing like and that's when it becomes valuable man that's we do the same thing at my ep school at the league man you'll get a you get a certificate of participation or you get a certificate of graduation and we have to do that so yep. that those certificates are valuable so that and and we pour our hearts blood you know and and i think something that the training arena struggles with is is the financial equation of hey we got to keep people coming and 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 and, and haven't well and having a good experience at our training so they want to come back but then you know i see a lot of participation centric training you know and it's like no i want to get you to a standard getting you to a standard is why we call it the gold standard is the mission i want you to be able to be efficient and proficient and and, and have competence when it comes to this you need it so i love you too much <laughs> i really and it really it's not a word it, it's, it's I, love you. I love you too much let you walk down with the golf you know, and I'll, I'll stay here with you we can get after it you know and that's that's the beauty of it man i love that stuff it's so good uh hardest lesson that you've learned in the field of either training or as a protector man the the biggest lesson in so i guess it's twofold because it's two different genres of experience right uh the biggest lesson though is that because again and the the common denominator is people, right? Humans. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. going to deal with people, and it's not. It's not. It's, it isn't always going to be in your favor, right? Mm -hmm. So, just the lesson for me is has been to not be jaded by One what world, experience. yeah, or multiple experiences, right? Like I now trust people, and I trust. And this is from Jordan Peterson's studies and then what he what he teaches is like, I trust you, but I'm cautious and I'm aware that there's potential for heartbreak, but That's I do it anyway. Wow. But I, anyway, I trust wow. you and I know that you could screw me over at any time, but I do it anyway. I've now come to terms with how to manage letdown, how to manage being heartbroken. And I see it in, in the professional realm when dudes snitch on each other for dumb shit or dudes bang mm -hmm. other dudes' lives or people fucking beat the shit out of each other. They'll do shitty things to each other outside because they have this like underlying issue with somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, uh, trusting people has to be a thing. If we stop trusting each other, we get crushed by the rest yeah. of the world. Right. Yep. So trust with caution and have mm -hmm. a plan for yourself to deal with the problems that are going to come from that trust. And then yeah. the idea that, that we have to expect things from other people. If the more you expect things from yourself, the happier you'll be. Like, let yourself be the model, right? Like, hey, today, I said it in a, in, a, in a little spoof video. I was like, hey, if you're struggling with, like, losing weight, getting in shape, starting a program, the discipline to drink a gallon or a gallon and a half of water should be your starting point. How easy is it to shove something in your mouth? Like, if you can't do that, like, you're not going to do anything else in life, right? And you can't trust yourself, <laughs> you know? Like, if you can't trust get yourself. yourself. Yes, man. I think so much of the world relies on outside feedback, Start with yourself, man. And that, that was a big one for me because I've been screwed over in a lot of different industries and in a lot of different ways, but never to the point where it broke me. It was just like, okay, cool. Valuable lesson. Understood. Completely get it. My, my whole job for a long time was to bring people together. And it's funny because you bring people together and then they kind of forget who brought them together. And oh, then they sure. roll over. Yeah. It's their little world that they, they built together. And I'm back here. I'm looking at it like, oh, I'm pretty sure I did that. And then I yeah, just walked yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, you, you hated you, and you guys were doing the thing. But you know, anyway, <laughs> I'm just glad it's working. Enjoy yourself. It's a celebration. Yeah. I'm the same way, man. <laughs> God that's bless them. We have to trust people, and you just have to do it cautiously. 
And it, yeah. it can't be this jaded event, man. Otherwise, the world's going to become sour. And that's really what's happening with the division and all these things. Not to get into the whole political realm, but the division comes from people just not trusting each other. Mm. Right? And a lot of it has to do with people not trusting themselves, man. That's a fucking yep. tough one, especially if you're a dude. And I know you're doing this masculinity thing, man. Mm. Dudes need to learn to trust themselves. And the only way to do that is to test yourself. Because yep. then you'll know. Then you'll know. Test yourself with dumb shit. For every day for the next 10 days, do your bed. Every day for the next 10 days, drink a gallon of water. Then you're like, yep. fuck, I can do these things, man. Check, yep. check, check. And now you got a tally of fucking things to celebrate and then just yep. be tougher about it. Yep. And go on no one, anything, man. That's such good stuff, dude. And no one can take that from you. What you earn no, for yourself, no one can take that from you. That, that's my friend, more. that's the biggest lesson. You just had, you just said it. And it's beautiful yeah. to hear you say it because it reinforces me today. Like those yeah. are my victories, man. Nobody can take that from you. This is why yeah. I've gotten in better shape and I do a lot of shirtless stuff, right? I see you yeah. running around. Dude, I'm so proud of you when you're fucking shirtless. Thanks, I was like, look Thanks. at this. He's fucking jacked. Oh my gosh. Thank you, man. Nobody Thank can you. take that and you can't buy that. Nope. You earn that shit, dude. It is yep. so cool to be in shape yeah. and be like, look at what I did. And yeah. you show yeah. the world, right? And I make jokes. I'm like, all my heroes are shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. You earn that shit. Nobody can take it. No matter what they say, yeah. what kind of hate, you can't yeah. take that from people. So for men to be physically capable, strong, yeah. have a certain look, eat yeah. well, have yeah. the women in their lives, that that that, that strong female figure that supports you, like, man, this is the thing. And it, it all requires skill. It requires actual practice. And you have to trust, man, and know that yeah. you're going to get crushed a few times, but it shouldn't yep. ruin humanity for you. Right. Because you, yeah, man, you're more durable. You put yourself through worse. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and I, and I love that. And it really is a walk of being in right standing with yourself first. You know, like yeah. a lot of guys want to influence and they want to, uh, they want to be able to lead. And what you're talking about is leading yourself first. It's like, I'm going to get myself up first early in the morning and I'm going to go put myself through, you know, my masters and I'm going to go, even though I have learning disabilities, and then I'm going to go put myself through these class. And then, and then what ends up happening is people are looking at you and they're like, man, I, I, I can follow this guy or, or then after a while you have something of value to contribute and you can speak with authority because you're, earning this stuff you're not just you know talking you know from your maybe you're a manager at work like and no one will follow you what is your relationship with yourself look like because they're looking at that you know what i mean what are the signals that you have that can't be that can't be faked or bought you know this is this is the stuff man it's the secrets there's so much good stuff. i i could me and you could kick this thing back and forth for the rest of the day man we, and we get it and it, that's why it's so fun to talk to you randomly because yeah. and it's we pick up right where we left off. I feel every time we engage in conversation or anything, it doesn't feel like there's been a gap, but I think yes. we're, we're, we're riding similar wavelengths in just different areas of the world, man. And it's just, it's easy to talk to people like you. So I'm always pumped to do it. No, man. I appreciate the heck out of that, man. I got like two more questions, but this is so good. Yeah. So good. As we have that similar code, man, and it's a code we want. And it's not because we're so cool. We want all of you to, to figure this stuff out. Cause it's the most fulfilling and like gratifying and peaceful way to live your life like anyone can unlock it by like the day you start leading yourself like this you will put your head on your pillow and be like you know what i picked three things this morning i made sure those three things got done i respect myself more and you will literally feel better when you go to bed at night again chills just thinking about it and it's that easy like a boss sleep like a baby yeah man i love it dude what would you say is your proudest moment in 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 the game or teaching that comes to mind man when it comes to this stuff 
I think the the, the proudest it, it, it was recently uh, the the one year mark of Rogue Methods was a very proud mm -hmm. moment for me, right? Mm -hmm. Up until the one year mark of hustling for Rogue Methods, I helped other people build their dreams. I helped them build their training companies. I helped them build their programs. I helped everybody else. I helped the Chicago Police Department with recruits and in-service training, uh, drill mm -hmm. sergeant army. I helped all that. Everything has been about building others away from ex how I would do it myself with my ship, right? So now, you know, the little old captain used to fucking drive big ships for other people, comes over, buys himself a little boat, and now I'm tugging people around in my with my style, my taste, my flavor, you know, so it, it, the freedom to express myself and train my way and give that to people all under one umbrella was a yeah. huge, huge, huge thing for me uh, because it's mine. Right. And because yep. it's mine, I can share it how I want. Mm -hmm. I can build relationships if I want. I cannot build relationships mm -hmm. if I want. I can choose to not be a part of certain things. I, the labels all come because I've chosen to be with those people in these yeah. relationships, right? So to me, that was a huge deal. It's something I'm incredibly proud of. The family is incredibly proud of it. And it's a family yeah. endeavor, man. If you, if you buy merchandise from us, the little kids help put stickers on the, on the, the, the wrapping and the kids are folding shirts and everybody's a part of it because they're all getting the experience to earn why, why we mm -hmm. do things for this brand and this family. And so yeah. they're with it so they can grow in that in that space as well mm -hmm. but that one year mark was huge for me man having come from yeah. a single mom living on a third floor with her and you know four siblings or, or friends that were staying in a two-bedroom apartment to, to being able to have a house and provide for the family and then do what i love teaching sharing and building others like man that was that one year mark hit hard for me and i was like hey i wanted this for 10 years and i couldn't see it and now here mm -hmm. we are that's right? so awesome man how does it make and how do we make yeah. it bigger? So goals into the future is to, in three years' time, hopefully have a bigger team, have a stronger presence uh, across the country, and just have branches in different locations and have good dudes running and managing those things. And they're all going to be leaders in their own right. We'll come together to collectively bring about better designs. But I don't want to be the top guy dangling the fucking leadership strings, right? I just want to be the dude doing this, and we can come together and do it together. Uh, yeah, I know what it's like to lead. I know what it's like to follow, but I also yep. know what it's like to be on a team where you have a mm -hmm. team full of fucking leaders, man. That Juggernauts. is that's yes. so. Uh, I love it, man. That's always my goal from the most from the guy at the very front lines all the way up. Everyone needs to be a decision maker, a juggernaut, and and, and I'm big into decentralized command. Like, here's the mission. This is where we're going. You guys are going to be in your skirmishes. I need, we're all getting to this point. Get here, and that's the way, man. When you see all your guys are all juggernauts, it's like this is the pack. Like this is the way it's yep. supposed to be. And when you see your unique contribution serving people and improving their lives. They're just – I haven't found anything more validated. Like I've been hanging out with billionaires since I was 21. I've been kicking it with billionaires since I was 21. And I'll tell you right now, there's things that money can't buy. And when you start to see your unique contribution to humanity really, really do good for people, man, that is – that. so I get that, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's You're absolutely stuff. right, especially in those higher echelon pay brackets of people. There's stuff that they can't buy. And they, they try really hard to buy it, but they can't, right? And it. so maybe sometimes they surround themselves with the people who have what they want just yeah. to feel like they can get it. And I've yeah. seen it. 
it's actually a very true statement and uh no it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing man it's true it's interesting it's kind of sad sometimes it's, it's kind of cool i've had a couple of them sit next to me on a private jet and, like look at me and i'm literally with just headphones on on the computer trying to change the world trying to create and they're like looking at me and they're like you're just happy look at you yeah. <laughs> and they're like and they're like i'm we're on my jet i'm i'm yeah. pissed and you're just over here having the time of your life, aren't you? I'm like, I'm just trying to change the world, sir. You know, like, and they're like, all right, whatever, man. Um, no, that's so good, man. That's beautiful. And then um, let's see. Last major question, man. What's it all for? You know, how do you want to be remembered at the end of the day? I just want to be remembered as somebody who contributed their part of the puzzle. Somebody who yeah. gave back, right? I know a lot of guys, and, uh, and this is another question I ask instructors too, man. They're like, I do it for my family. That's a no-brainer, dude. Like we know, yeah. <laughs> like something real and pure, man. And it, it's it's the message is this, man. How can I give? And I said it in the beginning. How can I give you what I've learned to be something important, something that's kept me safe and others safe, and leave it with the people? Information should be shared, not hoarded, right? 100%. Especially that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so sharing that and passing it on. I mean, if I'm going to leave a legacy, it's going to be that the company continues to teach and better people and make people more independent and strong through training and leadership and fucking mentorship. That's what I want. That's I want to have the platform that's big enough to make real true impact for men and women, uh, men more because we have to take on roles that women don't take on. Right. right. And so I want dudes to be empowered by by what we're doing. Obviously, we want women there too. Fuck everybody, bring it right. right. I had a right. kid in one of the one of the the students in the class brought their kid, and he wanted to fight, so he put gloves on. We're over there. I made a joke. I was like, "Finally, somebody my own height, right?" And yeah. we're over here fighting. And so that that's that's my message. That's what I want to leave as a legacy: is how can I give people back what this country has given me so much of? Right, mm. maneuver the freedom to succeed and. It, I obviously it's a niche market for me, right? Because there are better people at other things. But right. what I'm good at, I want to leave for the people so that they can continue it and the team can continue it. So that'll yeah, be man. my hopefully one day I can leave everything that I learned and it sits there and it helps other people. It's beautiful. Family, all right. They know, but they know how to survive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. No, they say you die two times, man. Once of your physical death, the second time, the last person. Uh, says your name or benefits from your contribution, you know, after you go, that's the death of your influence. So that, to that every, every time I travel, that's actually, man, it's really cool to hear you say that. Uh, every time that I travel, I try and stop at a veteran memorial at a hot, at, yeah. at a cemetery. Yeah. And I, I made my guys do this last time. We low key sit there and we read out loud every single veteran who's died overseas. We'll read the walls at these cemeteries and we'll read their names out loud so wow. that they're spoken back into the world. Like I get chills thinking about it just now. I uh, say that so and I'm good. just in a Colonel John Jones and boom. And I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I'm hitting it. And I'm saying it out loud. And I'm like yeah. teared up crying in the moment. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying the fucking name and I can feel their fucking energy coming into Woo! it. It's so fucking awesome. Everywhere I go, I do that. I just sit there and I'll read the names out loud with a little strong tone, and like speaking back into existence. Yeah. Man. Just man, that's like warrior church. Thing. No, that's good stuff, man. That's Warrior Church right there. I love that. that. I might have to start doing that. Man, this has been amazing. And I like, I don't know, you're sensitive like me to like frequencies and vibrations and like what's really going on behind the scenes. I love it. Um, real quick, before we go, I'm going to play this two-minute clip. For those of you who've been listening that are like, so what is this training thing that these guys are talking about? 
um, want to give you a glimpse. The Protector Symposium, it's coming up in September, 16th, 17th, 18th. We're going to have a handful of elite instructors. Raul is going to be one of them, and we're going to increase your protection quotient. And here's a quick glimpse of what we're going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, the Protector Symposium 5.0 is finally here. The Protector Symposium is a quite legendary live event that goes on in the protection industry where I bring in about five of the world's top protection trainers in various disciplines. The infamous Craig Sawman Sawyer is going to be in the house and he's going to be laying down some wisdom about what it takes to be a modern protector. Uh, he's got an amazing background, Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6, sniper. He's got expertise in shooting, surveillance detection, anti-terror task force operations. Next up, we've got Raul Martinez, who's gonna teach you the art of being able to implement, regain control of your firearm in the clinch. Do you know how to actually pull that weapon and implement it in close range? Can you get it back if something happens to it? Next up, we've got Ed Calderon, the infamous, who's gonna teach us weaponology, which is one of my favorite courses because I believe this course is maybe more dangerous than 90% of the courses that I have taken over my professional career. You're gonna learn the ology behind weapons. Next up, we've got Kawa 2 Alpha 2 Quit, who is a Green Beret who's been teaching elite fighting forces the art of close quarters movement, close quarters battle. How to fight with a gun inside of a building. Last, but definitely not least, we've got the infamous Instructor Zero coming to us from over the pond. It's an honor to bring him in. I've been wanting to train with him for a long time. He's gonna be teaching us how to fight around vehicles. Where do 80% of force encounters take place? They take place in transitional spaces, on your way from your office to your car, on your way from your car to your house, at the gas station. Watch my tactical protection reviews and you will see that 80% of those vehicles are outside around vehicles. That was awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, don't miss it. You guys got all the information, protectorsymposium.com. Uh, but for this episode, man, Raul, this has been amazing. This has been an outstanding conversation, man. It's an honor to work with you, honor to serve with you at the same time, you know, on the planet. And I'm looking forward to training with you, man. It's going to be good. And you guys, I'm going to be out there getting dirty and training too. So some of y'all, you know, might, whoop my, you know, y'all might beat me in the clinch, whatever, but I'm a student, man. This, I put myself um, in these classes because I'm on the journey with you. I ain't never pretend like I'm perfect. So we got to all get after it together as a family of protectors who are getting better together. That's the game. That's the aim. Yo, man, thanks so much for your time and attention today. This has been an epic conversation. Thank you, man. Uh, quick shout out to everybody in the comments. Thanks for, for participating and, and leaving your mentions. I saw a couple familiar names, a lot of people that I've trained with. Thank you guys for supporting everything that we do. It's a huge deal. Uh, thank you, Byron, for having me and letting us share our message with you and, and your people. Hopefully, uh, for a fact, I know it's all going to make sense and it all blends well. So we're going to see that. And uh, you being out there grinding it out in the mix, man, I, I give every student when I don't have an injury, <laughs> I give every student in every class 
uh, a look. I give them a bad guy look and we drill. So everybody gets a chance to do something with me just so you can feel the energy, man. And it's a, it's a thing when we give people that energy. And so I'm excited that you're in the mix. I'm in the mix. We got Ed, man. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great blend of dudes doing good stuff. Um, there he is, Jeff, saying what's up. And, uh, out yep. of Vegas is the last time we trained. Man, what a great dude. Uh, he came out a humble guy. I know who he is now. He's a world-class fucking coach and fighter. And I was an honor to have him there. I was like, fuck, yeah, let's do it, man. I'm always humbled when there's high-level dudes that have – not only do they take the time, because there are educators, too, that come out and do training with other people, man. That's a big deal. Sure. Uh, similar to what we do, right? We find professionals and we go to them and do private training. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you again. Thank you uh, to everybody who listened. Uh, if you want to – Drop it. Me? I'm doing it. Rumble.martinez.junior uh, okay. and then uh, the Rogue Methods page. I know that's one of the questions, so I'm not being preemptive, right? Um, <laughs> no, you're good, man. Whatever you got, <laughs> let them know. Let them know where they can that's, find yeah, you. Follow the message there. Uh, we're all one big one big team, one big unit, with all of us together anyway. So I'm sure if you're following Byron, you're following my stuff. So that's where you can find me for more direct stuff. Uh, but for fucking sure, you'll see me in Tucson. I wore my Tucson shirt just to represent, you know. <laughs> but I love it, man. That's the vibe. Yeah, we'll put your link to your website in the show notes, you guys. This will drop again on Monday uh, as one of our podcasts. And, yeah, man, once again, thanks so much, brother. This has been yeah, awesome. We'll, we'll see you soon, man. Yes, sir. Boom. This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. Get one, your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I wanna get one of these into the hands of 100,000 more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things, the nation is only as good as its protection. Your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it. MCK, go get one, drop your handgun in, take it to the next level, out, boom. Boom, yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I wanna encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, you'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, that helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.